guys, Holly here, and I am back with episode five of the Holly Hit or Miss podcast. And this week, we're going to talk about a number of things. Jay Electronica's A Written Testimony, Don Tolliver's Heaven or Hell, and The Weeknd's After Hours album, along with a Corona update because I downplayed the hell out of this in my last episode. So stay tuned, guys. Hello, beautiful people. Holly here. I am back. I am back. I, again, took a week or two off because this corona thing is really messing with my anxiety and I've learned about myself that when I feel anxious, I don't feel like doing anything which is really, really bad, and it's something that I need to work on, but I just get really lazy. Just, it's just, it's it's a really bad habit. But I am back, and we are going to talk about A Written Testimony by Jay Electronica, his debut album, Heaven or Hell by Don Tolliver, and The Weekend After Hours. I hope everybody's having a great week. I know that, so my last episode, I completely downplayed the coronavirus virus and I was like I don't know what everybody's big deal is all you need to do is wash your hands well I was reacting how it was presented to me on the news and everything else two weeks later we are in complete shutdown I live in New Jersey and New Jersey is completely shut down New York is shut down they're telling everybody to stay inside if you're not in a central business they're telling you to work from home or you're just not working at all which is messing up a lot of people Malls are closed, nail salons are closed, barbershops are closed, hair salons, like everything is closed. But people are not listening and they're not staying inside. If you can hear, I'm recording in my car right now on my lunch break because I still have to go to work. We're right next to a highway and there are so many cars just driving up and down right now. One part of me is like, are y'all just driving to drive because you're trying to get out the house and you're bored? And another part of me is also wondering where the hell are you going because everywhere is closed. But there are mad cars on the road right now. It just feels like this whole shutdown thing, this whole virus that is spreading like wildfire and it's killing people and it's just really dangerous. It makes me feel like we're not, it's not going to get any better because people are not listening. New York has, I think, the highest amount of cases right now in the United States, which is wild. New York City itself is not doing well as far as cases and I'm very close to New York City so that's concerning so it's really scary it's really scary if there's anything that I can say is my worst fear I would say this is one of my worst fears but we are powering through I am happy to still have a job because a lot of people are losing their jobs but it's still very nerve-wracking so I hope everybody's staying safe And then if you're able to stay inside, I hope you are staying inside because this is not a joke out here. So because of the coronavirus, it is canceling everything. South by Southwest, I believe, is canceled. Coachella got postponed to October. Something in the water, I believe, is, they said postponed, but it's not good. It's postponed until next year. 
so it's canceled. The Dreamfill Fest not happening. I don't know if that got postponed either. And then Broccoli City Fest, which is something I was going to go to in DC, is postponed until October as well. Concerts are being postponed. Like I was I'm supposed to go to the Snow Allegra concert next Friday, I think it was going to be. And that's postponed. This, this, the Rona is really just messing with what could have been a really beautiful spring but i do hope that it is over soon because i know that people are going crazy at home i have never seen so many challenges and tiktoks and bruh you would have thought we were back in high school the amount of challenges i saw on instagram this past weekend because people were bored drinking challenges push-up challenges if you're a girl take a selfie and tag 10 beautiful women that empower you like oh god it was a lot. <laughs> it was really a lot. I really, 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 really hope that this passes soon. So yeah, music news. There's a lot of things that are coming out. Give On, who was featured on Chicago Freestyle by Drake. He's dropping his debut EP, Take Time, 327. And he also dropped a single, Heartbreak Anniversary, which is going to be on the EP. So that one was pretty cool. Division which is really exciting, announced they're dropping their album April 17th. They originally said that they were going to drop their album in February, and they ended up not. They dropped a single with Snow Allegra last week called Between Us. They also announced when their album is dropping. So I'm very excited for that. I love Division. I saw them in concert two years ago and it was one of the best live performances I've ever seen. If you're not familiar with Division, uh, it's a group consisting of Daniel Daly and producer 1985. They are just so talented, so amazing. Oh my goodness, Daniel Daly can sing, okay? He can sing. And I'm not just putting it all on Daniel Daly, like 1985. He is a very, very, very talented producer. He's produced some of your favorite songs and you didn't even know he produced it. They're just an awesome group. Songs I recommend with you, The Line. Ugh, just, just YouTube division performing The Line live and you will know what I'm talking about. He, it, I literally started crying. It was really beautiful. So they're releasing their album April 17th and the song that came out Snow Allegra, I really liked it. it. They had already dropped the song Between Us. The one with Snow Allegra, they tweaked it. They added a Usher sample and they added Snow Allegra. So I actually think I would have liked it if they didn't add the Usher sample and added Snow Allegra on the original. I think I would have, I think that would have been a little bit smoother. There was a lot of people saying they didn't really love of Snow Allegra's how she was singing on it. It kind of reminded me of how she was singing on her first mixtape, the mixtape that she had time on. I liked it. I really liked the song. You take my opinion and you form your own opinion and you let me know. Party Next Door's album is coming out 327. Drake dropped the track list um, and there has there's no features shown on it, but somebody had tweeted that there actually is going to be a Rihanna a feature coming out with Party Next Door that should be dropping and should be hitting the radio next week. I don't know if I believe that because we've been asking Rihanna for a new album for a very long time. For her to put herself on the Party Next Door's album out of everything that she could have been featured on in these past, let's say, year? I don't know. I mean, it's possible. It's very possible. We'll see. I'd be very excited if Rihanna is one of the features on that album. Hopefully, you know, I'm, I'm I don't want to say I'm excited for the Party Next Door album, but 
I am hoping for goodness because the Weekends album, not, you know, we're, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. Ari Lennox is also dropping Shea Butter Baby Remix EP, which drops 327. She posted it on Instagram and she put the caption, who do you think is going to be featured on it? So that's really exciting. That Shea Butter Baby project is mwah, chef's kiss. Love it. I believe the only feature I remember on it was J. Cole. I'm really excited to hear what she's doing with this. This EP because that project is like oh it's like silk it's beautiful it's really really nice also Jesse Reyes's album is also draw 327 the only features on it is six lakh or black and Eminem and that has 14 songs there is a, a handful of things that are gonna be dropping so that's really exciting if you're stuck in the house again which you should be stuck in the house again this weekend you'll have a lot of music to listen to while you do whatever it is you decide to do inside the of your own home. So yes, Childish Gambino dropped a surprise album last Sunday. Two Sundays ago, he actually released it on a website called DonaldGloverPresents.com. He streamed it on the website for a couple hours and then took it off the website. My friend Jade, who has her In True Jade Fashion podcast, if you haven't listened to it, you need to listen to it. She texted me about it early Sunday morning, but I was like hungover. <laughs> So I didn't listen to it. I didn't get to listen to it because by the time I went back onto the website, it was already off. I was like, hopefully they put it up somewhere else other than the website eventually. So last Sunday, he actually ended up dropping it on all streaming platforms. I'm going to talk about that next week because I've only really listened to it once. So I can't really give my opinion on it. From what I've heard, it sounds pretty cool. I, I, I can't really talk about it, but I do know it has features from 21 Savage, Ariana Grande. His son is heard on a song, Talking. I think SZA is supposed to be on it, but I couldn't hear SZA. And it doesn't say the features on the track list so I have to listen to it again to see how I feel about it but I've heard good things a lot of people like it I was not really that big of a fan of Awaken My Love and I know that this is going to be a little bit similar to that I loved corny rapping childish I've always been a fan of corny rapping childish because of the internet is one of my favorite albums so I do like a rapping childish Gambino or Donald Glover whatever you want to call him I like that more I don't mind some of the stuff where he's singing to I just a whole album of it is not hasn't really caught my interest like Awaken My Love which is an unpopular opinion but we will see I will give it a listen and I will review it next week so let's get into the albums that I wanted to talk about this week. First, we're going to start with the Weekend's After Hours album. He released it last Friday, 3-20. He hasn't released an album in four years. Last time he released something was Starboy in 2016 and everybody was saying that they really hope the weekend gets his heart broken or he goes back on drugs because the music that we get from him when he is going through something seems to be a little bit better i may have been one of those people that was hoping that he would you know go through something because i'm a big fan of the trilogy after the trilogy Kissland really didn't do it for me. Starboy really didn't do it for me. Beauty Behind the Madness was okay, but, and even the little EP that he put out in 2018 didn't really do it for me. So 
nothing has really been better than the trilogy to me so i was like okay after hours i heard a couple of the singles that he came out with the only one that i really really liked that i was like "Ooh, this kind of sounds like trilogy the weekend was after hours the title track but other than that the other two that came out i was i was like eh, it kind of sounds like the weekend that i'm not gonna love this album was the weekend that i don't really love i wasn't really a fan so it was 14 songs 56 minutes it's very 80s themed between the beats and the production and just everything it kind of sounds like it would be a soundtrack for the stranger things the songs that i liked from it sound like trilogy weekend sounds like crew love weekend with the exception of blinding lights which kind of reminds me of can't feel my face weekend but i was the only person that really liked can't feel my face until they started pushing it down our throats on the radio but my favorites on that is too late scared to live escape from la blinding lights after hours and i don't mind start i'm sorry snow child i don't really i'm not really into this whole 80s theme i'm not really into the album itself i just the weekend just doesn't do it for me anymore like house of balloons weekend is not the weekend that is now which is you know people evolve they grow up i don't think that he would have been able to get as big as he is without changing his sound i just nothing that he's really come out with has made me invested in wanting to really really listen to anything so after hours wasn't any different it just it was mm, a little lacked up luster a lot of people are hoping that party next door saves the day with his album dropping because the weekend's album was just not it so i'm gonna say it's a miss it's my first miss in a long time that i've reviewed yeah i mean the weekend i don't know i don't know what you got to do bro because he was heartbroken on this like bella hadid definitely did something to him but it just wasn't enough i mean it had moments of okay kind of sounds like the trilogy and it just wasn't enough for me i wasn't i wasn't a fan i was not a fan like i said i think i said it's 14 songs 56 minutes so it's not that long of a project you can definitely give it a quick listen you tell me what you think but i was not really that much of a fan of this album so don tolliver he is actually supposed to be opening up for the weekend on his after hours tour with sabrina claudio whenever that is rescheduled to but he is a 25 year old he's from houston texas i was not hip to him in the least bit he was featured on travis scott's astral world on can't say apparently his chopped and screwed version of no idea became viral on tiktok i am 27 years old so tiktok is a foreign land to me those are for the little little kids i just recently downloaded tiktok but it's still i still don't understand it so i would i didn't i wasn't hip to this song i wasn't hip to this dude but he just released his debut album heaven or hell it is 12 songs 36 minutes he released it on friday the 13th so it has features from travis scott cash page quavo offset and sheck west 12 songs 36 minutes another really really easy listen the whole tape in itself it sounds like okay so he is heavily influenced by travis scott they work together so you can hear that it sounds to me like a travis scott tape in a way it's it's cool i like the song you 
Euphoria with Travis and Cash Page. I like Cardigan. I love After Party. I actually like Candy, but it can get repetitive after a while. And Had Enough, which features Quavo and Offset, which has the same beat as Summer by the Carters, which was pretty cool. I like how they how they flipped that. Well, they didn't flip the beat, but I like how they added the rap flair on it. It's cool. It's not anything that jumps out to me. I know a lot of my guy friends, they like it. I think it's something that would be played if I was hanging out with my guy friends. But for me, I can put it on and just let it play because it's 36 minutes. So it's, it's going to go by. I can put it on while I'm working. Like, it's cool. It's a cool little album, but it doesn't, I don't know if it'll hold the test of time. Like, <laughs> he's not, he didn't do, it's nothing that really is like, oh yeah, this guy is it. No, I'm, I'm not, not really like impressed, but it's, it's a nice little listen. So I do suggest listening to that. So moving on to J Electronica's A Written Testimony. Released on 313. It has 10 songs. It's 43 minutes. It is his debut album. He is 43 years old. So don't let anybody ever tell you that you have to do something at a certain age or whatever, whatever, because J Electronica, he took his time. Okay. He has been telling people he was, he's been coming out with his album for about a decade. He, his debut mixtape, Act One, Eternal Sunshine, The Pledge, came out 13 years ago. And I remember hearing Shiny Suit Theory like 10 years ago. So, which is one of the songs that are on the album. This has been a, a long awaited album. People have been thinking it was a myth. When he did say he was coming out the album, he had tweeted 40 days until the album release or something like that. People were like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. Like he's been saying he's going to release this album for the past 10 years. He did start recording December 2019 and finished recording February 2020. And it really did take him 40 days, which is pretty cool. There were rumors coming out that it was going to be a joint album with Jay-Z, which technically it's not a joint album with Jay-Z, but Jay-Z is on a majority of the songs. So Jay Electronica produced six out of the 10 tracks. The other producers are Swizz Beats, Hit Boy, and No ID, and I think there's others. I notice with Jay Electronica's production, he likes chaos and he likes it to sound very busy. There will be like three different sounds at once. It'll be like a horn. It'll be somebody sneezing. It'll be a, a sample. It'll be a bell. It'll be just all these things at once and it works. For some people, I don't think they like that because I'm going to just jump into my favorite on the album, which is Flux Capacitator. I heard that song and I was immediately in love. I'm listening to it and I'm like, I know that sample. Like, I know that sample. And come to find out, it's Higher by Rihanna. Higher by Rihanna. I have lost my voice singing that. I think that song is a minute and a half. And I have lost my voice belting it out, sober and drunk, because she used every single power in her body to sing that song. I love that song. It's one of my favorite Rihanna songs. So they have the Higher sample on that song. There are sirens. There's a reggae sample. It's very busy. But I really, really, 
love that song. And when I snapped about it, my friend Veronica was like, that's the worst song on the album. And I'm like, excuse me, what? I'm like questioning myself because Veronica is OG music head. Like she knows what she's talking about. I'm looking at myself like, wait, is this the worst song on the album? Because I I really like this song. And I ended up having a conversation with her and I was like, listen, girl, are you on crack? Because you have to be on crack. This is not a terrible song. And she, you know, was like, I listened to it again and it's not as bad as I thought it was, but there's a lot going on. I didn't really, I think I was so in love with the song and I was, I love that it has like the get the gat reference from TikTok. I just wasn't paying attention to everything else that was going on in that song, but it really is a chaotic song. Like there, there is a lot. If you can't just focus on the higher sample, you're going to hear everything. I think I just drown it out and I just hear the higher sample. So I'm like, okay, this is dope. I do like the get the gap. I do like the sirens. I do like the reggae sample of the person talking in it, but it is a lot going on in the song. And I can understand now somebody listening to it and being like, this is just sounds like noise. I love that song. I think that song is so dope. And a lot of people were referencing the song. They were thought it was cool because of course Jay-Z uses his, was it triple entendre? So he says, you backstabbers gonna turn me back into the old J. They're saying, which I looked it up on genius.com when he says the old J. He's referring to the time, I guess he pled guilty to a misdemeanor assault charge with connection in a 1999 stabbing of a record executive, Lance Rivera. And then he's also referencing the OJs have a song called Backstabbers. And then he also could be referring to OJ Simpson because, you know, stabbing and murder of his his wife that he's guilty, not guilty of. So a lot of people thought that that was pretty cool too. But that's my favorite song on the on the album. I also like Fruits of the Spirit. I like A-P-I-D-T-A, which was actually recorded the night of Kobe's plane crash on 126. And the, it's, the album did what it needed to do. I just think that for it to be his debut album and for people waiting so long for him to drop this album, for him to have Jay-Z on a majority of the songs, I don't think that that was the best idea. I Because to be completely honest, Jay-Z overshadowed Jay Electronica because he's Jay-Z. And when is he not going to overshadow somebody? You want your debut album to be about you, to have you shine. You could have had Jay-Z on a couple, but like there's not that many songs. And I feel, I think he has them on like seven out of the 10 songs that are on here, which it's just like, I don't, I don't really know why he decided to do that. I just, I'm, I'm a little confused. I don't know. Maybe it was in their contract. I don't know. And then they put Shiny Suit Theory on there, which is cool. I like that song, but that song came out in 2010. So I just feel like we could have added something else in there. I like the album. I think it's cool. I don't know how long I'll be listening to it. I know that Flux Capacitator is going to be something that I'll be listening to. I saw that he got into an argument with Rosenberg from Hot 97 when it came out. Rosenberg accused Jay Electronica of anti-Semitism for his Synagon of Satan line. Rosenberg basically went on air and was just like, listen, like we could talk about this when the whole coronavirus thing passes and you can come into the station. But I said what I said and I believe what I believe. And I think that what you're saying is not cool. And so we'll see if they end up having a little conversation because I think that'll be real interesting. And he also got into an argument with Joe Budden because Joe Budden said on his podcast that Jay Electronica got smacked around by Jay-Z. 
And then Jay Electronica tweeted him like, I can't even name any of your albums, Joe Budden. And then the internet being the internet, people found an old video of Jay Electronica basically praising Joe Budden at like a show and saying like, oh, I support this dude. He's super dope. Like he's a great rapper. So people were like, you don't know Joe Budden's music, but here's the video of you knowing Joe Budden's music. So I mean, it's all good publicity for him because if you, I just think that if you are not super, super into music, you're not going to really know who Jay Electronica is. And you're also not going to want to go out of your way to listen to this album because like I was talking to Jade and she was saying that she didn't go out of her way to listen to it because she's like, I don't really, you know, listen to hip hop like that, like that. And like, is it going to be just super lyricism, hard hitting? Like that's what you're going to think that it is. And it is, but it also has really cool production, really cool beats on it. So I do suggest people listening to it. Like I said, that Joe Budden little thing and that Rosenberg thing, great publicity because people are going to be like, yo, who is these people that they're arguing with? And you're going to want to check it out. It does help that Jay-Z's on this album, but I just think that Jay-Z did not need to be on every single song being that it was your debut album because Jay-Z had more memorable quotes on it than Jay Electronica did in my opinion. But if you have a different opinion, if you are not even rocking with the album, let me know. Comment on Holly Hit or Miss on Instagram. Leave comments on SoundCloud. I would love to talk about it. It's, I'm gonna say it's a hit though. It's definitely not a miss because it's a dope project. I just don't think that he should have had Jay-Z on so many songs. it for episode five of the holly hit or miss podcast thank you guys for listening for tuning in i really appreciate it i will be back next week to talk about for sure the chatter scambino album everything else i don't know because there's so much coming out that it's just gonna be a lot but i do want to talk about jesse reyes and ari lennox's remix ep i want to talk about all of it will i get to all of it i'm not sure but we are gonna find out and i really appreciate everybody i think this is on spotify now now. So wherever you're listening to this, thank you so much. Thank you for keep giving me feedback and telling me what you feel like I should add or what I should change. I really, really appreciate it. If you're not already following the Holly Hit or Miss Instagram page, please go follow. It's H-O-L-L-Y-H-I-T-O-R-M-I-S-S. And I appreciate you guys. I know I keep saying that, but I really, really do. I will see you guys next week. Thank you.